This episode of MBSing is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked me not to read an ad, so I'm just going to thank them for their constant friendship and support. Enjoy the show. I do my hair toss, check my nails. Baby, how you feeling? Hello, welcome to MBSing. I'm your host, Mary Beth Smith. My guest today is Angela Oliver, and she talks to me about her love of and knowledge of being an old soul. So we talk movies, music, fashion, uh, technology habits, etc. that she feels are a part of her life that make her kind of cling to things from the past. As definitely stems from uh, spending a lot of time around her grandmothers when she was growing up and continues through kind of feeling a bit of separation from some of the people that are her peers in improv and uh, obviously the kids that she teaches music by day. Uh, Angela is a member of Matt Damon Improv, a group that performs Sunday nights at 9.30 at The Annoyance and is a highly recommendable show from my perspective. I've gotten to be their guest once and the gist of the show is that it's entire uh, women of color cast can improvise however they would like and that their guest who is a white person male or female can only listen to the things that they say and repeat them throughout the show they cannot offer their own uh lines it's a challenge and it's a fun exercise in um putting that person in the place of where it can often feel to be a woman of color so i suggest you check it out, especially after listening to this conversation. Angie also is a new teacher at The Annoyance, and she teaches level two improv there. So if you're looking for a teacher and think that she sounds like she'd be fun to learn from, then you should check that out as well. Another list of things for you to you know put in your ears or uh, check out in person on Sunday, August 20th, the Nerdalogs are having our monthly Your Stories show. This month, the theme is At the Movies, and we will have guests from our fellow Chicago podcast co-op members, Cinema Jaw and Alka Hollywood, two uh, film podcasts that you should absolutely check out. Alka Hollywood would, I think, especially be of note to listeners of this episode in general because they go back and watch a bunch of movies, make a drink and a drinking game to watch along with them. And I think that seems like an, an old souls activity. You know, the one episode I listened to recently uh, was The Night of the Hunter with film spotting's Adam Kempinar. So they're not afraid to dip into some classics just as Angie is not either. So you can come check out that live show. You can listen to your stories as a podcast and you can check out Cinema Jaw and Alcohol Hollywood whenever you would like. So many film podcasts for you to consume. Another live show I might recommend is The Fishbowl, also at the Annoyance Theater on Thursday nights at 9.30. My group Silencing closes out the night, but if you are a student of any kind of improv or, you know, school or however you want to represent yourself as a student, you can throw your ID into our fishbowl and get the opportunity to play with 
people like Angie, who are teachers, performers, directors, etc. around the theater. I think that's about all I've got. Enjoy this conversation with Angela. You were shadowing a class at Annoyance? Because yes, you're teaching? because I'm teaching. I started teaching this session. So I shadowed Susan Messing, and then I shadowed Tim Worlin. Both past guests of MBSing, were, as a matter oh, of fact, I just realized. <laughs> that's awesome. So yeah. I've performed with, with both of those lovely people. Mm-hmm. And I. it's funny enough, you're the person, long time ago, that encouraged me to take classes at Annoyance. This no like, way. This was like back in... 2011 or something like at the crazy. old theater yeah at the old theater but didn't i meet you there yeah and you just hadn't taken because classes i was yet? doing oprah that's you what remember i remember that show absolutely yes so i was doing it that's why i met you Wolfgang, you were interning there Nambi. or something you were I there all the time yes <laughs> so, i was the sunday intern I during you that being show at the box office okay now it's all coming back yep. because i remember i love that you have this memory too because that's absolutely how i remember like first meeting that you. is my initiation so yeah. when i see you i'm like mary beth my initiation Annoyance, <laughs> like I you're my annoyance that. connection. Like I'm like, she brought me into the family, kind of, you yeah. know, because like, I, I was performing there, and that show ran forever, so long. Um, it was a good show. It, Wolfgang, like we still have that that like connection. Tight, like, yeah. yeah. So that was a fun time. I can't believe that you were already performing there, and I was like, you should take classes here. Yeah, I was already. Perform- <laughs> well, I, I, I was just dabbling. Like I have yeah. a theater background, and I could not afford. N- no, <laughs> like you already know. <laughs> you know how some yeah. people only do all three theater. Like yes, I was. Just it's crazy. So broke, you know. I was already like in so much debt from a theater degree from Columbia, and I was just like, I really, you know, like watching something from the outside. Like I, was right. like, I really like what they're doing. I just can't afford. Yeah, it. It's totally understandable. And, um, so I couldn't afford it. So I took a couple classes at the Annoyance, and I just fell in love with that place. I think it's hard not to. I fell in love with that place, and I stuck around. And I guess Jen noticed that I was lurking there for about a decade. And (laughs) decided to give me a job. That's the best, man. It's a lurk. Yeah. (laughs) I legit, someone last night asked me, why do people take improv classes if they already seem good at improv? And I'm like, oh, I could list so many reasons. First of all, they're probably not as good as they think they are. Like, none of us are. It helps you. I think for me, um, boost your confidence about your ability. That's one of the things I I cited was, if nothing else, it's someone else whose opinion you can trust, giving you notes, watching you from the outside uh, in a totally no stakes environment. And then outside of that, I was like, just meeting people. Meeting people. I need that community because I'm a transplant. And so... You know, you don't have your family here to kind yeah. of cheer you on. So it's nice to have that community. Totally. And, like you said, just somebody from the outside looking in and holding you accountable. Yes. Like, Ugh. Like, Accountability is a huge part of it. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Because, I mean, you could be good, but every even a good athlete has to train. Like, yes. Training, so. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't just step on stage and right. know what we were doing. Mm-hmm. It's because I took a bunch of classes. I know. That like, I'm, You're so talented. I'm like, um... 
I worked at it. Yeah. Like, you know, like, like I've done a weekly show I at the end of it. sucked for, once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like if you watch me enough, I still suck sometimes. <laughs> when my students came to see my show, I was like, uh, I, hope, I can't make any promises. I hope it's good. That's one of the reasons why Jimmy put together our show on Thursdays is because he was only teaching and he felt like he had to kind of back it up mm-hmm. and not just in front of students but also for himself yes being able to speak to your own experiences and everything else it's so important i agree i agree uh well my guest today is angela oliver and we're going to talk about her her nature of having an old soul which i think is wonderful (laughs) i'm actually kind of uh i'm intrigued that no one else has thought to talk about something like this you know Seems yeah. like something other people are going to be able to relate to you on. Well, I I hope so. I mean, <laughs> I've always it always kind of like made me feel weird. Yeah, or noticeably different mm-hmm. from my peers. Mm-hmm. I was just always kind of an old soul, and I do think because right now I work with with children. I'm a teaching artist. I teach music and movement arts. I don't. In addition to, I didn't realize improv. that was what you did during the day. Yeah, too. so it's That's so lovely. like on the end of the spectrum. That's why I was like, oh my god, I can't make it to Susan Messing's class tonight because I was with the little biddies this morning, like <laughs> rolling around and uh-huh. playing ukulele. So I'm exhausted. Yeah, I can't imagine. So, and you're still here, willing to talk to me. So. Yeah, no, I love this. <laughs> this is good. Uh, this is the kind of stuff that gives me extra energy. At I feel day, you. So I absolutely feel you. Um, old soul, though. Uh, what's the origin of your acknowledgement of that? You know, your life as an old soul. Well, I grew up in Little Rock, Arkansas, um, blue collar family. So my parents worked all the time and I wasn't in date, you know, like here, (laughs) the families of like nannies and all this stuff. But back there, you know, it was family members and I was with my grandmas most of the time and their friends. So like I spent a lot of time with old ladies in the first few years of my life and they took me around and they did not censor themselves around me. Yes. And it was so great. So I had church grandma and like HBO grandma. Uh, so, like, there were two different grandmas. So, I went back and forth to those households. HBO grandma, like, smoked cigarettes, listened to jazz, had all this really, she had, like, this fluffy couch oh that was, my vi- like, all God. this vintage, like, trinkety stuff. So, you kind of fell in love with this, yeah, like, uh, like, this Turner classic movie lover woman. Yes. That, that's like, great. She was just too much. She had cocktail rings and stuff. And Is it your maternal grandma or your uh, that's paternal That's my uh, paternal grandmother was okay. the jazzy one. Uh-huh. Um, the I church grandma this. was still jazzy in her own churchy way, right? But it was very churchy. That's like so funny. But um, but church ladies gossip though. Oh, like, I bet you knew more yeah. than they thought you I, knew <laughs> so much, and they were hilarious. I can't imagine. Um, so that's how I kind of I spent all my time with them, and I don't know what came first though because they seemed to really. Not to my own, but they seem to really like me. You sure. Know, not all grownups like kids. Yes. But they seem to really like bring me into their circle I in totally, an odd way that yeah. like, I did not feel like they were talking to me like I was a kid. You know how some adults like change? Yes. But they, I didn't see that. They I were felt always... like I just got to be one of the gals. That's so and, funny. Um, I'm picturing just this tiny Angela in I like was. a large church hat and like. They, they <laughs> claim that I was always like this. Like, <gasps> They, so they called me Miss Anne. Oh. So I wasn't Angie until I moved to Chicago. In oh Little Rock, I was Miss Anne. Like, That's so funny. Because so they said I was so, like, I was a lady. Like, I came, 
I don't know if oh that's true. They're gosh. just projecting that onto me. But sure. I can see it. Nature like, versus nurture. Yeah, I mean, I can see it a little bit. Uh, I was I was kind of a ham That's <laughs> sometimes. So fun. And it's really weird though because around kids, I was shy and quiet, like my peers. Mm-hmm. So that's weird. I relate to that a decent amount in terms of, especially when I started doing theater. Like I, you know, would do kids shows and stuff over the summers, but as I got to be a little bit older. And was doing, you know, playing one of the younger people in the show with mostly adults. I absolutely found myself finding more. <laughs> You're like my people. Common ground. Yeah, I was. All these old people. Yeah. Okay, high schoolers. Um, that is how I was. Can too. I talk to this college professor? Thanks. That is exactly <laughs> how I was. What did my my sister called me? Uh, I don't know, Daria. Like she yeah. said, you're like the black Daria. You think you're so above it all. That is hilarious. <laughs> like, I don't. I just don't relate to those kids. <laughs> so. Like, I can't help if my taste is just more sophisticated. It's so crazy. <laughs> Did you find that kind of running through the things that you're interested in, not being able to find people at school who would like listen to a jazz record Definitely. with you? <laughs> there were no other like middle schoolers watching Turner Classic movies. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know where that came from. And it's so weird because people thought we had money because I had that like, oh, like that fancy air. taste. We had no money. Like, I'm not putting my family, but we were just, sure. we were like living just like every regular blue collar family in Little right. Rock. It's a working city, kind mm-hmm. of similar to Chicago. So, no, we did not, we weren't loaded. I was just, that was just me and my old lady persona that I guess I had just completely assumed. And yeah, so it, it definitely like filtered my whole personality during that, that age. It's also so funny that that would be the assumption people would jump to, you know? Because oh. you hold yourself in a mature way that, yes. like, yeah. That you come from money. You come from money. Because you yeah. like jazz. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, my like, taste is sophisticated. I'm very rich. Like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's yeah, it's no. just like a funny, I think that's a kid thing, honestly, is looking around the classroom and going, oh, Angela is always wearing like a nice vintage well, like, dress. To be fair, though, <laughs> Mary Beth, I'm leaving out the fat. So like we weren't rich, but my mom, Little Rock is small. Mm-hmm. It's basically Skokie when I try to explain to people like what it's like. Uh-huh. She had a dress shop when I was little in second <gasps> yes. grade. But it's Little Rock. It's not like that doesn't mean you're rich either. Sure. She had a dress shop and I wore these. Dr- she made me model the clothes to school. So I was already a strange to. child. <laughs> I was wearing like lace socks and like right. a dress. I remember this one dress that looked like Little Miss Muffet. So it, I was in character all the time. Oh like, my just God. Always. It was probably a lot of questions of like, why do you always look so nice? Yeah. yeah. Why do you always look so nice? And everyone else Why is- are you talking like that? Yeah, right. Why aren't you singing? <laughs> yeah, I was, I don't know. She did it. It's her fault. I love this so much. Just imagining yeah. you. What yeah. are some of your favorite, uh, I guess, styles from that era of your life? I I hated it when I was a kid because I was kind of a tomboy. Really? Like I, yeah. I wanted to play. I, and I did play uh-huh. like in swamp. Like, <laughs> I know it sounds crazy, but I played in swamps. So I feel like I was defiant against I love a that. lot of... Uh, social norms even as a young child yeah like I knew that I was supposed to be this 
supposed to be this frilly girl because I was wearing this fluffy dress and these lace socks, but I would ruin them by go climbing a tree no or something. No way. That's great. And, um, I don't know. I guess maybe I was just a defiant child, and maybe part of that old soul is in defiance of, like, roles trying to be placed on me. Sure. You know, like, I don't know. I, don't know I think that checks out. I can't – I really thought – because to me, I was definitely a, a tomboy and I, you know, would wear jeans and T-shirts to school and stuff like that and would get pretty razzed on the other end of things. Like, Mary Beth, you never dress like a girl. And I'm like, eh, everyone is wearing pants and shirts. <laughs> I had it. But the only reason I did, I was frilly is because it was for my mom had that dress shop. Right. So as soon as I was like. 12 and I, she let me dress myself I started wearing like big baggy clothes yeah. and flannel yeah, lots of flannel she yeah. asked me if I was in a gang and I was like no <gasps> I'm just comfortable <laughs> right <laughs> like I'm not in a gang yes I'm comfortable. that's so funny <laughs> when do you feel like you kind of turned the corner on that would you consider yourself kind of like a fan of uh well you mentioned you're a fan of like vintage clothing and I things was. like that now and it's so weird I feel like and I was talking to you about this before such a mixed bag mm -hmm. I am I'm an old soul for sure mm -hmm. I, I definitely claim that but I feel like a mixed bag too mm -hmm. like I'll jump in and all of a sudden like something now like current and trendy but I am very like discerning with most mm -hmm. popular things That's like great. I don't know whether it's just me being stubborn but I'll be like I don't like that like it'll be like a popular thing and I'm like I don't like that can you think of an example you don't want to be mad because <laughs> I and I always do. I you know, can tell you I'm scared Matt Damon, of right? And like, uh, I'll, I'll be like the one with the unpopular opinion. I'm like, everyone just ignore me. I'm going to say this anyway, and I know none of, none of you are going to like this That's because so no one ever funny. likes my opinion. But I don't like that. That's <laughs> so, so funny. Yeah. I'm well, there was a bit with Allison's like block color T-shirt, right? Yes. <laughs> well, it was funny. Or not T-shirt, but button. She down. thought I would hate it. See, they pick on me. Yeah. They know, they know that I have. I just saw opinion. someone call you out for yeah. that. Yeah, they do call me out for that a lot. That's fun for people to do. Andy's going to hate this. It's, like, uh, it's fun. And I was like, no, Allison, I don't hate it. Allison's a little bit younger than me. Sure. So I was just like, in living I said it reminded me of in living color. Right. Because it's something that's a throwback. So I loved it. And she didn't even know. And I'm like, yes, I love it. That like, is she didn't even know. Hilarious. Like, she was satisfying my, like. Yeah, if you saw this shirt. If you were of the right age, you would say it looked like in living color as well because did. it does. It does, uh, and it is totally vintage. Yeah, so. for it's like a definitely a nod to the '90s style for sure. Those color blocks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so she doesn't even know. She's That's so I funny. Yeah. I love that they they egg you on as much as you. They love to egg me on. Yeah, because they know it kind of annoys me. And also, for those of you who don't know me. I look 12, and I'm 33. So imagine how day in, day out, I'm so annoyed by all these young people coming up to me because they think I'm one of them. Right. <laughs> like, yes. And I, and I feel even like I said that condescending. Like, I'm not one of you. <laughs> but, like, I totally understand where you're to coming from. I say that, though. Right. Because they'll just start gushing about some topic that I am so lost. lost. So do you think that carries through to a lot of current pop culture is just beyond you? It's beyond me. And I read an interesting article, I can't remember from where, like my generation, we grew up analog and we mm -hmm. saw the transition to digital. Yes. So that puts us in this weird 
like displacement. I think about that all the time because I'm only a couple years younger than you are. And I absolutely feel that way yeah. is that we watched it. You know, we had dial up computers right. and stuff like that. We lived when I was a kid. We had a landline, you mm -hmm. know, people had to ask to speak to me, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I was so happy to get a light up phone, the clear yes. light up phone with my own like little telephone. My brother had one. Yeah. Um, I had a Discman. Yes. You know, so did I. I. Be really still. So my CDs wouldn't skip. Yeah. You um, couldn't use it in the car. Really? <laughs> <laughs> so, and it's funny because... Uh, I graduated from Columbia in 2005, and I can remember being on the L with my Discman, like going to class. That's, yeah, uh, that's so a like, good one. That was right before the turn. Right. Um, my college experience wasn't documented online. Yeah, I got Twitter like my senior year of college, and it was early. Like, I got in early no one not even that many of my friends had it i i tip my hat to you yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying very hard because i know and i just feel like i'm a lost cause because i as an as an actor and as a performing artist they are they're always like your your social media presence it matters I and i just i it's like you know when old people are trying to do something and they just can't like that's how you <laughs> just, are that's how i am i'm just like i just can't and i start my hands start shaking and i'm oh. like where are my keys you know that <laughs> is precious <gasps> cell phone wallet keys it drives me nuts every single day those three things cell phone wallet keys cell phone wallet keys. i attach my keys to my wallet so that i only have two things <laughs> that's real <laughs> and the social media like i get that it does um work to a lot of artists advantage but what about the old folks like <laughs> me <laughs> like, who just can't like I was trying to explain to uh, some of the ladies in my day, like when I open Facebook or, or Twitter and I look at all of my feed it's like if you've ever seen those segments in movies where you, they hear the voices in their head and it's like whispers and a whole bunch of numbers and calculations going yes. by in space that's what it's like for me it just, you just can't do like, it. I can't do it, so I log out. So, so literally, the only thing you will see is like other people tagging me in things. And I think that's bugs. the way to go. I, I, I do wonder how much celebrities of note are given that as a directive. You know, like be be active. No, no, oh, to, to be, be on it. To I wonder how many people are kind of against their own will. Uh, not necessarily, you know, scrolling through everyone's replies to them, but yeah. just uh, there's Doing so it many. Because it's part of the business, right? And mm -hmm. I feel like there's so many people who you'll see conversations about something they post it on their Instagram or whatever it is, you know? Oh my God, did you see that yeah. Reese Witherspoon posted such and so on Instagram? And it's like, well, I don't personally really care what, yeah, what Reese, Reese Witherspoon, Witherspoon posts on Instagram, yeah. but it seems like there are plenty of people who do. You have to, I heard this from, to stay top of mind. It's just, it doesn't even matter if you care about the topic. It's just like, oh, somebody saw your, it's like subliminally now. Yes. You're staying top of mind. I understand top it. Because mm. I worked in marketing. Right. And I was actually like a social media manager for other companies, but do I like it? No. I, I don't like it. And I think that's the old person in me that's this just like. definitely tracks. I'm so analog. Like, please, let's just talk about this face to face. And yeah. Have brunch or something yeah or, again i'm not rich just because i like brunch that's another <laughs> misconception 
<laughs> we were like, you want to go pay $15 for eggs? <laughs> like, 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 yes. <laughs> yes. The eggs are going to be next to some other things. other food that I want someone to make for me. Yeah. <laughs> me, let me escape my blue collar reality for just an hour. <laughs> Have you been to Batter and Berries? My goodness. Yes. It's oh incredible. My God. It's so worth it. Yes. It's so worth it. We camped out. We waited. Yeah. It was so I worth went it. during the week. Like I went before oh, work smart. one day. Yeah. That's very smart. I mm-hmm. still have to make it to. Uh, I heard good things about Luella. See, now this is becoming a break. I'm so old. <laughs> Typical old lady. We were going down this path. You already knew that. We're going to talk about brunch. Just and give mimosas. me a thousand breakfast spots. That's all I want. <laughs> I really, I'm not even trying to be famous, you guys. I just want to earn enough money to have brunch all the time and have a washer and dryer in unit. And then I would be so happy. I relate to that so much. <laughs> that, that's my Tony <laughs> right there. I feel like I'm so, I'm so acclaimed. <laughs> do, you, do you have things like a record player things like I that I wish yeah. I really wish I, I envy people who do it's I'm, just on I'm the I'm at a younger guy the Tony so there list. are some younger old souls too I'm meeting them and that's cool. yeah you mentioned before we started talking that you felt sometimes that it, it made you look like a hipster Yes. But that that wasn't necessarily the goal. It, right, and sometimes I'm I'm like weirded out by that mm-hmm. cuz I'll see a hipster pretending to be an old soul because they think it's cool. Right. And I'm like, uh-uh. No. Like, I've no. liked, I, like, I grew up with old ladies. pretending yeah. to be broke because it, they think it's cute. Oh, yeah. Every once in a while, I'll, I'll see someone who I'm like, you make more money than what you look like. Mm-hmm. You don't have to and that makes keep me mad. wearing. Yes, it makes me <laughs> mad too. Like you're wearing broken shoes, and but you can afford other shoes. You can absolutely buy shoes. It makes me mad. You have fifty dollars for shoes. They think like I'm like you think this is a, you think I'm like putting on this brokenness for <laughs> sure. Right. Like, right. Yes. So frustrating. Like, um and like. I don't know. I don't like it when anybody's putting on, though, like pretending. Sure. I just don't like it. That seems also to be, well, I don't know that anyone uh, loves uh, someone putting on airs, but at the same time, I do think there's an element of respectfulness given to authenticity Yes, in the older generation. Also, I'm understanding that for some people, they're just searching. Yeah. That's a good way. Younger now that I can go like incognito and they think I'm one of them. Right. They like, <laughs> I get to learn all the inner thoughts of 22 year olds. So funny. Yeah, there's some really young women in Matt Damon, huh? <laughs> Not in our group, but like just from being, oh, you and know, teaching like, and stuff like that. And just being around and doing shows and looking this baby faced. Like, sure. People, people assume. They just talk like you're. I think we all can be guilty of that. Yeah. Is is you just speak to what your experience is, yeah. and you kind and of they forget. Feel open because they think I'm their peer, right? And then like I remember telling this one kid, it was after a Matt Damon show, and we kind of get together, preach in Matt Damon, we come together on Sundays at the Annoyance and kind of just hang out. Yeah, that's great. And I don't know who this kid was, but he was young. Uh huh. Um, probably was like 21, and. He was like talking to me about something, and I was like, "Oh, I don't know." And then I, and sometimes my disclaimer is just like, "I'm 33," just to like end it there, right? Like, because I don't want to feel like explaining why yeah. I don't know. And oh, then he go- I don't. And he goes, "Oh my God, you like really remember the 90s." 
And I was that's like, what he said. He said that like without even you really you were like really remember the nineties. And I was just like, yeah. And they were the shit. Like, can I? <laughs> you can yeah. say whatever you want. Okay. Yes. Yeah, the nineties were the shit to me. Like. Go away, you zygote. Like you, you really remember the night. Yeah, I wasn't four in the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's like, who is this kid? Wow. <laughs> you really remember the nineties. Like it's I feel like he said that like the nineties is the sixties or something. Right. Like that's such a far away time. Yes. It, it, you should have been like, Yeah, you remember the nineties too, because the aughts were mostly just like them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? The first part. Yeah. Of the 2000s, it just bled <laughs> Nothing in. Nothing really happened. No, that, that diff- after the digital age, things kind of like yes panned out. That's a good point. That the line was more drawn in the like mid to late early, uh, 2000s, yeah, like odds. It, it wasn't like this jump. Yeah, like the way music sounded in the 50s versus the 70s. You know right. what I mean? Like there wasn't this huge. It's really hard for me to. I find it hard for me to differentiate music or movies for being from the 90s or the early 2000s. They sound very similar. Yeah. Well, we started using like uh, synthesizers, like beat machines and stuff. That's right. all music is now. It's like... Yes. Whereas you hear anything and you're like, oh, that's from 2014 because that's when all music started sounding like, like that. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my, I can't even. I like, uh, some of the music, I can't even listen. I sound like an old person. Like, I love this. Look at these whippersnappers. Whatever I was literally <laughs> like, about to dig even deeper into this because I want this so, all like, the time. Mary Beth, like, if you you presented me with the top billboard right now, I'd probably shake. I'd be like, I, I, what is this? Please, somebody cleanse my palate with something from 2007 quick. I can't. What is this? What's the most recent album that you've bought? Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> I'm such a nerd. Or listen to with like any regularity. Oh, I just let Spotify play a shuffle for me. I really like uh, Lizzo. I love Lizzo. Um, and I like No Name. I don't know if you. This is is uh, she's a lyricist. It's I'm gonna good. have to write it down. I think you'll like it. I like Lizzo. So. Um, and then I uh listen to uh, Insecure playlist. That's fun. That kind of makes me feel like I'm. I'm cool again. Yeah, that's cool. She mix, like there's a mix of old and new in there, so I like that. It's the stuff that she used on the um, show. The, yeah, that's great. So I mean, that's how I came to know Lizzo. Honestly, was um, they used one of her songs that someone else featured on in the intro for the f- second, whatever the most recent season of Broad City was. Oh yeah, so I think let him say my uh, Netflix like shows kind of keep me hip that's good on spotify right what i'm not listening to chet baker <laughs> <laughs> what are some of your favorite older artists um i recently like if i'm feeling angsty and i just need to calm down i'll listen to like just jazz just like the jazz classics and the standards do you throw on a spotify playlist or do you have like your own I, stuff? i'll throw on a spotify playlist i made my own too with it has a little bit of nat king cola okay it and there's a little bit of eartha kit updatedness yeah, in your retro a little little tiny smidgen. you can make a spotify playlist <laughs> I, and there are people following me on spotify and i'm like why don't <laughs> don't follow no. me it's not gonna make sense because I teach music and movement arts, so there, there oh. might be some Rafi on there, too. Right. I love that. <laughs> it so, is all over yeah, the place. it is all over the place. Um, 
Yeah, and then I just like old R and B too, like Stevie Wonder and yes, that just makes me feel good. (laughs) What do you think it is about? um, I don't know. We kind of touched on it with uh, so much of music is just like synth and beats. Music is so like at the heart of my soul. Like music has always been this natural healing balm for me and my crazy artist anxiety. That's Um, awesome. It kind of like recenters me. Did you perform music as a kid? I did. That is my first introduction to the stage. I sang uh, Whitney Houston's The Greatest Love of All and my yes. first grade talent show, and yes. I won. Yes. And I didn't even tell my mom I entered. No. <laughs> she did not. Because I was too, I was Miss Ann. Like, oh, I was already a Miss late. Miss Ann. Miss <laughs> Ann did not want her mother to see. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because I joke and I'm like, I think I feel freer performing when I know that, like, the crowd is anonymous or I fake oh. myself out into thinking I don't know anybody there. Even, you know, I might know somebody there. Oh, but I like, totally agree with you. It's like faking myself out that I'm just performing for like people I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's so much more difficult when, you know, yeah, your mom mom's there. Yeah, yeah, that's especially. Was it, was it during the school day or was it, was it like? During the, it was, I could have, I don't know what was wrong with me. I did a lot of questionable things so as a child. Funny. Miss Ann um, did not Ms. want Anne her mother there. Miss Ann did not tell her mom. But you know what? We were both kind of kooky. She took me to a Goldilocks audition, so there. You guys, I'm black. That is <laughs> those listening so don't know. Like, funny. If you didn't if you didn't pick it up already, uh, your mom took you to audition <laughs> to for Goldilocks. Goldilocks. There were all these white children there. And hey, man. There. And my More mom, power to her. Yeah, she was like... They need to have artistic vision. Oh my God! Bless her. So That's amazing. Ahead of, ahead of her time. Did you uh, get cast in that no. show? <laughs> <laughs> but they did indulge me. <laughs> they still taught me like the choreography for like the audition and everything. And all the white kids were just looking at me. I'm but sure. I did. I was just like, I'm here. I'm Miss Anne. Yeah, and I'm gonna shine. I was always like that. <laughs> That's amazing. So, yeah, I, and I tell, like, we kind of do this, but you know how everyone says, I got you back before they go on stage. Right. So, like, jokingly, I'll say to the girls, like, fuck you, I'm a shine. That so. is so funny. <laughs> that's Miss Ann, too. Yeah, that's Miss Ann. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to shine. Oh, fuck all y'all. Fuck all y'all. <laughs> and my favorite uh, Notorious B.I.G., like, soundbite is the beginning of... Uh, you know, it was all a dream. So, like, the beginning of that song is, fuck all you hoes. So he's, like, basically, like, <laughs> you're going to listen to this anyway. Like, I'm about to do this, but fuck y'all. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love it. <laughs> there's so, yeah. there's definitely a defiant streak there yeah. continuing through that. So, yeah, I don't know where I am, uh, Mary Beth. I'm all over the – I'm an old soul <laughs> that's, like, fuck all you hoes. <laughs> <laughs> I so, feel like there's an yeah. elder statesman there's, element to there that. There, it's definitely, um, yeah, yeah. And I feel like a lot of people, a lot of art creative people, have been like that though, mm-hmm. a little bit like eccentric or just not able to blend. Yeah, with. I mean, have you seen John Waters recently? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do think there's a unique streak to a lot of creative, creative types. types. Yeah. What do you think some of your biggest things that you still kind of carry through now are, I mean, we touched on jazz, um, some vintage clothing type thing. Like, do you have 
do you go like antiquing? Is that a thing that you'll do? I have been very lucky. Like, so people know that I'm really into vintage things or like rockabilly fashion is what I call it. That's like, great. Because I, I entered comedy doing, how did I enter? Well, I was tricked. <laughs> uh, Deanna came to my senior showcase and said there would be like pizza and soda at the Second City, and I was like, "Yes!" <laughs> I was Shut so hungry. Up. <laughs> that is there. so funny. So I was there. They're just sniping some hungry students. <laughs> no, but I mean, it ended up being fun and all that. But like, yeah, the pizza was the bait. I fell for it. it just like that's so funny. Um, but what does I say? Oh, comedy, comedy. My first like me feeling like I found my voice in comedy was through. This character I had made for myself, uh, this cabaret character, which was very like a nod to that vintage Lucille Ball kind of humor, sure. but still my own version of that. Like, where'd you do that? It was through Beast Women. First. Oh, so the all-female yes. cabaret. So I was like playing around. I got to do my own solo performance, and it was very a supportive group of yeah, women. I've I've been to it once or twice and I know a lot of women who have done yeah, t- and it. Yeah, it really helped me awesome. feel like I could do something a little different cool. than what I was being shown at the training centers. That's awesome. I felt like I could, I could be, like, if I like vintage, fine, sure. Why not Absolutely. use that in my work? And Beast Women is probably the perfect stage for it because it's like there's a a fire twirler and then a stand-up comedian and then you can do whatever you want because no pattern has been set up before now you know yeah that's definitely like speaking of vintage and speaking of defiance and kind of breaking off from the traditional path Mm -hmm. they kind of celebrate that i love that also i feel like the annoyance does the annoyance definitely does celebrate people being whoever they feel like they want to be yeah one of my first shows there was a triple feature that i did with vernon mina oh yeah and uh, aisha leverett was our director and it was very like old time and i kind of played a lucy type character and he kind of played like a ricky type character so fun it was fun and it definitely had but it's like you said it's because we were given the opportunity to do whatever we wanted and for some reason that was what he and i fell into and she had a great time he's so great so oh great. He's so great. Yeah. I, I, both times that I've talked to, I've had both of them on the podcast as well. And both times they were like, we got to get the three of us together again. <laughs> it's so wonderful. I would do it. So, And I love it because I get to use, like with that style of comedy, that vintage era, they kind of used all performance art. Like if you are a vocalist or. Yeah. So I can use all of that. All of that musical theater background mixed in. Of with course. This like defiant woman. I feel like women could be a little defiant and speak out more boldly through cabaret. Because you were like, you use your sexiness as leverage. Yeah. Not as like submission. Yeah. You know? It's, yeah. It's, it's empowering. And I mean, to speak of the annoyance where that's concerned, what used to be titbits and is now burlesque is more is totally that, mm-hmm. you know, I remember the first time I saw that show and just being like, what am I about to watch? Like, I'm going to watch women just taking their clothes off. And then I saw it and I was but like, so much more. Holy yeah. shit. These characters are hilarious. And they're so empowered. And, and man, like it's just a, fucking performance and all of them get to make it whatever they want I, it to be i think cabaret comedy helped me embrace my girliness like coming from this tomboy uh middle schooler yeah 
And then Cabaret, oh, I can put on this, whatever, you know, this bustier or whatever and still be a badass. I love like, that. I don't have to be this demure, like, damsel in distress just because I'm sexy. I can keep the attitude yeah. with a different costume. Right. That's, That's all it is. Awesome. I've never, you know, really thought about that yeah. before. Yeah. But it, it makes so much it sense. It made me feel empowered, like, to be sexy on my terms. So like, once you kind of got into that world, people associated you with that totally more? They totally did. And so that's where our Angio comes from. Oh, cool. It came from that cabaret character. So I just kept it. And then people are like, why do you spell Angie with a J? And I'm just like, because. <laughs> My first Hotmail account wouldn't let me spell it with a G. That <laughs> is so <laughs> funny. It's not more interesting than that. <laughs> I know. They're like, they really want to know. Then that's really why. And like, I just let people spell it however they want. I don't care. And people were like, that's bad for marketing. I was like, again, I'm bad at marketing. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you hear I was an old soul? <laughs> Let me be. That's so funny. Uh, well, no one knows how to spell McConaughey, yeah, but right. he's doing <laughs> fine. People <laughs> like, always have something to say about like the way you present yourself as a performer. Everybody has advice about, mm-hmm. you should do this, or you know what you should do. Right. Yeah. Like, I am tired, you guys. Right. So I'm just trying I'm to just, do yeah. what I can. <laughs> Doing what I can, and I love it. I love that will always feel like um, a comfy, like, security blanket, the old style, the vintage. I don't know. I just love living in that time and in that space. I love that. Do, yeah. do you think that's what – did? so you said people kind of, like, gift you things. Did, oh, did yeah. That come okay, from so, that? like uh, – so I mentioned earlier that I teach music and movement arts and I work, sometimes I'll do like these part-time babysitting gigs. So mm-hmm. families have like took notice that I am like into this era. This one woman gave me like three bags full of rockabilly club. Like they were like custom made No stuff. way. So like, yeah. And I'm, for those of you listening, I'm like a super sprightly, petite woman. Yes. And a lot of women, like they just give me their two little clothes. Yeah. You know, that's one of the perks of being... 12 year old size yeah I get that <laughs> you know I but... feel that sometimes I buy um like boy size clothes because they're cheaper and they fit me and I fine. have totally gone to Target and gone to like the girls like get a size 16 yes. or extra yes. large and girls yes yes I do that hey, in the I am boy section but <laughs> puberty was not kind to me yeah so I just never got taller I'm little and yeah. I'm short and it's just what it is yeah you know that's great though yeah. that like you know the that women trying to clear out their closets yeah, and like I, and i get I this love this stuff. and i might not wear it but you would and it would look great on you yeah and a lot of times people go through the phase of wanting to dress like rockabilly and they're like i've had a lot of women say i'm just not in this phase anymore that's and really I don't funny have this and i'm like well i will be in this phase for quite some time because so. it, it doesn't seem like it ever was it a phase yeah it's just <laughs> little angio <laughs> i was joking to someone i was like i feel like i was childhood friends with eartha kit and then like died in this horrific accident and i was reborn in 1983 that is so, so funny see i'm weird no, oh, I love it. I, I do too. I love it. What kind of things exemplify that style? Like what what are filling these bags? Well, I used to really love pencil skirts. Mm-hmm. 
but I got I, that was a phase for me when I realized it was hard for me to get like up and down. It's like hard. from stage, yeah, on stage because I was hosting some shows and I was producing shows, and, and I just, just could to, like, not move. Tap 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 up the stairs. It looks fierce. It looks right. great, but yes. like not yeah, practical. Practical, like when you're trying to actually move. Yeah, it's not. But I still like the bustier shirts and um, vintage high-waisted pants. Nice. Belts. That kind of thing is coming back a lot. It is coming back, and I'm kind of mad. Yeah. Because that's you wanted my it for you. <laughs> yeah. That's my thing. I'm I always, get that. I'm, I don't know what's wrong with me. I I'll think like, that's a, that's an element of hipster. It's like, I know. this was mine. And it's so, I'm so trite. And I, I used to, I lived in Edgewater for so many years, and I got priced out, and now I live in the... The most hipster neighborhood that anyone could possibly live in, and I hate it. I'm not going to say. Oh, well, not that one. (laughs) I feel like I'm part of the problem. I live in Logan Logan Square. Square. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I went like a little too deep. I heard the voice drop too. Like, (laughs) Like, no, I hate that I live there. I hate it every day. Every day I see somebody looking all hipstery, I get mad. And you're like, like, I'm doing this. I hate this. But it is like, it is where, if you want to live in an affordable place. It's the last one, and I know that that will soon change because gentrification is a thing, and it's happening. Yeah. Not I, just in Chicago. My sister, she lives in the Bay Area. It's happening in Oakland. Oh, it's even worse, I feel, yeah. in that area. Yes, because everybody all of a sudden from San Francisco that can't afford overpriced San Francisco, they're like, you know what? Oakland's not so bad. Yeah. And they'll... Yeah, making everywhere unaffordable. We're just gonna. We're. I don't know where we're gonna go. I can't fathom it either. (laughs) I have nowhere to go. I guess I'll be going back to Little Rock to start my own little metrop like rebuild. (laughs) I really don't want to do that. Dress shop. I I know. (laughs) Little Rock Improv. Right. (laughs) Theater. (laughs) Nobody will come. Uh, No. I mean, they have a little improv scene down there. I think. Yeah. I I think most cities have like one theater. Yeah, you know? but like I'm strugg- I'm struggling here in the mecca yeah. of improv. Like, yeah. do I really want to go? That's a very good point. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I feel, I feel that even in my little corner of Roscoe Village, uh, since I moved into what is a the oldest house on the block, you know, this lady's not gonna move out of it. my landlord. This lady is not gonna move out of that space until someone, you know, yeah. forcibly prices yeah. her out. My rent has gone up since we moved in a little over a year ago because every house on our block looks like a fucking Apple store. Yes. Like, they just keep... I saw them redeveloping that area. Yes. Like, yeah. I live across the street from Hamlin Park. So it's like in this really... It's wonderful to have the park right there. And I want to like that neighborhood so much. Like, there's a school right there. And that's part of the problem, too, because I think... Like families. Young, that's where people go. Young, well-off they families, have their babies, and it's weird because people that aren't from Chicago go there. It's so weird. Really, it's like we want to feel like we live in the city. Oh yeah, but they don't though. Yeah, because it's like it's the most manicured version of 
like that's not the city for sure like, i don't disagree it's with a you. pocket of like pleasantville yeah in the city there's barely any you know restaurants that i go to yeah. around there yeah i like the 90 miles cuban place um but other than that it's like we have to go kind of outside of our you know yeah. mile radius to get to say you know or it's like logan square yeah you can't you know throw I, something without hitting a cool bar i hate <laughs> I hate it so much, maybe. Uh, that place makes my blood boil. I hate, I'm for real. I hate that neighborhood. I'm sorry. That's so I, I, I live funny. there and I hate it. That's this so lady, funny. I could tell that she had been living in a neighborhood for a long time. And I don't know why she thought that I was the person she needed to confide in. I was just walking down the street with my headphones in. Sure. And people do this to me a lot. I guess I just look like a person that they need to like disturb. Mm. So I was walking with my headphones and she taps me and she's like, Oh my God, this martini was $19. Shut up. She was so mad. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> it was like a vein. She was, and I was mad for her. And it's I like, like I, I, yes, I that like, is absurd, but I am not the person to take that complaint to. I don't know what I look like. Do I look like, ask me? People always ask me shit. You were literally it's walking like, down the street. Yeah, and, and, I, like, and I think um, I heard Wolfgang say, like, it's something about having an actor face. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. People just feel like they need to talk to you. It's a weird energy thing yeah and i'm like i don't want to help you but Tony i'm gonna help it's you even worse in la and i help them though like i i usually and because I, I gave her what she wanted no. i gave her response i was like yeah that is too much yeah yeah i think i'm the worst <laughs> <laughs> i think the only way i avoid stuff like that is because i bike and even then and you don't have to deal with it even then i'll still get on my way home from annoyance last night some guy was like can i get a ride and i was like nope <laughs> and I did hear his friend laughing at him so I was like okay yes you can take that nope to the bank <laughs> actor face there should be a study on that like, like, I like public so. interactions I think people do bother and it's they don't know yeah and so I, ha I have this tote here and it's an Aladdin tote yes with the Aladdin symbol on it yes. I get stopped like 40 times a day no way people asking me if I'm in Aladdin and I'm like, no, oh I just have a tote. God. I just have the tote. Oh, my but God. But I know it's because I have actor face. That, like, they're like, you look like yeah, you could live in right. Aladdin's world. <laughs> they're just like, and are an actor? Aladdin? And I was like, no. And even if I was, where did you want this to go? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know you. <laughs> that is like, the most important thing to take away from that exchange. It's like, no. And even <laughs> if I was. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you're just, like, on a squish train and somebody's like, <laughs> hey, you got an Aladdin toad. You're in Aladdin? What if like, I were? Like, uh, you want me to get you comps? I can't. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see it? No? Then why do this you care? This is not a friendship that's going to blossom right now. Do you work at AIG? I don't ask you about so your job. Weird. It's so weird that people do that. <laughs> and I was just like, no, I just have an Aladdin tote, you know? Right. That's, that's so weird. So funny. But I like my Aladdin tote. I don't I see why you I get so shouldn't. many remarks on it. It's we it's the weirdest thing. That is and weird. I've carried a get like a coach and nobody said shit. But I carry this Aladdin bag. Everybody Do you think it like, is because of the because the show is in town? It's because the show's in town and I have actor face. Mm. I think I <laughs> I think I must be walking around looking like a fucking like musical all day or something. Cause you know I told you like sometimes 
I think my outfits might look like costumes. Yeah. Just because, like, that's just my fashion sense. Yes. And I like it. I bet that is part of it. You know what I'm it, saying? That and maybe that's performative... something that a lot of actors do. They kind of dress a little, you know, offbeat. Yeah. And so they're probably looking at me like, that looks like an actor. That checks out. As, as silly as it is. Putting all those pieces together yeah, completes I'm, the picture a, be- a decent amount. I'm a part of the problem. <laughs> it's probably that and the fact that I'm not telling you <laughs> that I have my own custom uh, coffee cozies, like crafted. See, I'm a part of the problem. Yes. They say things on them. like Yes, of uh, course they do. What does one of them say? I Google myself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Where did you get these? Uh, I got them right before I'm getting further and further into the hipster hole. Yes. I'm just from the Blue Buddha Boutique before it closed oh, in Edgewater. Wow. They were uh, snarky sleeves. Oh. Like for your coffee. That's adorable. I know. And adorable. you like keep it in your tote and yes, throw it and on I when you coffee. get one. Because their coffee sleeve isn't good enough for me. Oh my I God. My I actually really love that. <laughs> <laughs> That is such an old soul thing to do, I think. I know. Maybe not that specifically, but to take something with you. In preparation for, yes, I know, yes. I, I mean, my dad would do it with like a beer koozie, you know? I'm that's so the good bad. old boy version of it. Mary Beth, I have Tums in my tote right now. That's like, adorable. That's <laughs> oh my God. you never know. Right. You never know. What if you get a little tummy yeah, ache? You get a little tummy ache. What are you going to do? I got you. I got you. A young person would Wouldn't, be lost. Yeah, a young person would be dying of heartburn. <laughs> and I have Tom's in my coat. The fact that you cited heartburn specifically that's like, is... <laughs> that's the one that makes you feel like you're dying and really you just have gas. Yeah. It's like, you're not dying. You just... You just have gas. There was a moment recently because <laughs> I haven't been there in life where you're like, oh my god, call nine one one. I legit <laughs> you just waited out. I was like googling, uh, can this gas pain kill me <laughs> with one hand and like holding my stomach with my other. Like it does feel like death if you've never been there. Yeah. Bad heartburn feels like death. The first time I ever got a migraine, I woke up on a flight to a migraine and I was like oh I'm dying I'm yeah. dying on an airplane I always <laughs> I'm di- I, I leap to death <laughs> like yeah. no matter what it is but I was like well my my head has never felt like it was gonna totally split apart before and that happened while I'm on an airplane yeah I'm dead this also, is death googling your symptoms <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's always like cancer or lupus like always yeah. like no matter what it is and I'm freaking out cause that's what I do Mm-hmm. I yeah. <laughs> Freak out. Maybe that's the the vaudevillian yeah. of nature in me too. I feel like that tracks pretty well. Yeah. Uh how do you feel like your relationship with your parents is affected by this? Uh, you know, we kind of touched on it a little of when you're a kid you're a little defiant, but do you feel like there's still yes, an element I of I definitely and I think my mom recognizes it too. Uh-huh. I think um I think Maybe I, I don't know. I don't know how my mom was, but I feel like maybe I inherited some of those traits from them too. Because uh-huh. they're kind of like, they do their own thing too. None of us are really like all up in each other's business. Okay. You know what I'm saying? That's good. Like, I, some people have this thing where they talk to siblings? their parents every day. Yes. And she's kind of, she does her own thing too. So okay. we kind of like all do our own little thing. We love each other and we check in with each other. But like, I know some people 
talk to their family like three times a day and stuff like that. We're not like that. I can't fathom we, that. We're not, I dated a person like that. Oh my God. I've known people like that too. Like when you get in their car, they're on the phone with their mom. Yeah, it's, every yeah. single time you get in their car. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm like not <laughs> compatible. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't fathom that. that either. Um, and I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with it. It's nothing wrong with it. Like it just, just doesn't, it doesn't fly with I me. I think my family's a little more laissez-faire as well. We are too. Like yeah. they're not free. You know, we don't need to keep tabs on each other that that hard right um, yeah so that's good that it's not uh that you don't feel like they want to baby you or something i don't and think that pushing against that <laughs> no i don't think that it's they're funny they are all funny in their own way that's awesome yeah. i'm sure that they would have to be to for this to happen produce this yeah. person yeah, no, it's funny. When I go home and see the extended family, of course, a lot of people who perform in comedy probably experience this too, where your family is like trying to do bits in front of you. Yes. And it's never For good. Sure. It's no, just like your weird uncle like <laughs> saying these really bad. It's always like, your weird <laughs> uncle. <laughs> Always. It's just like mine is Leonard. Shout out to my Uncle Leonard. He probably won't listen to this. My parents will. Tell Uncle Leonard I mentioned it. Which one is the weird uncle that's always cracking jokes? Uh I think it'd be it's Uncle Tommy. Yeah. He's not gonna listen to this, so yeah, I can call him out. Uncle Tommy is always doing any he makes a really good Donald Duck voice. Oh my dad. My dad is the Donald Duck uncle. But it's so that he always wants to do it. Like dads and uncles. They all want to sound like Donald Duck. They think it's they think it's hilarious. They crack themselves up with the Donald Duck voice. Uh, yeah, I I can't do it. So I can't either. I guess we shouldn't be yeah. too uh, <laughs> defiant. Um, do you yeah. feel like there were uh, movies and shows that you watched as a kid that kind of stick with you? Uh, speaking of Donald Duck, fame. I'm just yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna. No, I do forever. really love Debbie Allen, though. Like Pharrell. Like I love her. That makes sense. Um, I mean, in terms of a story that you know is a little more vintage that yeah. artists wanted to kind of cling to. Fame makes sense. Fame is great. Uh, you know, the musical and the the TV show. It was good. What else did I? I just used to watch a lot of Tur- random Turner classic movies um stuff that people musicals. wouldn't even like recognize the titles I think they well if they if they're theater if they were people also they might TCM peeps. yeah yeah um but we're not talking about like Casablanca I don't even want to admit that like I knew the dialogue from Gone with them. I don't even want to admit that because, like, it was so bad. But you did? Yeah, but yeah, because it was on. It would be on a lot. Wow. And I would make fun of uh, the, just over-the-topness like, of it. Yeah, sure. So, and why did actors talk like that back then? Right. You know? Yes. It was a weird... Why was that? Yeah, like, <laughs> Ashley, Ashley. Why was, why she, was why? that? Did everyone talk like that? Or was it just <laughs> the people on screen? Like, like, why is she talking like that? Yeah. And it always bothered me because the women always seemed like they were in distress. Sure. Yes. Women were always in distress, and uh, yeah, the black characters were always like, yeah. No. <laughs> it was like so problematic. Um, yeah, for sure. <laughs> that's, for sure. That's one way of like neatly problematic. Yes. Um, yes. I was going to say, I'm sure you don't want to go around quoting things from it because it's like, no, n- I don't need it, to be this person. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but it's old Hollywood, and just that style I did kind of, like, think was interesting, mm-hmm. that over-the-top style. 
Um, and I do think there's so much comedy to be. Yeah, from it's it. comedy gold. Like it's stupid, right? The way yeah. it's just dumb. <laughs> yes, and yet yeah. they were so serious. The stakes were so high, and it was just so dumb. Right? It Isn't so it dumb. singing in the rain where they uh, have the third? Tr- they have to like dub over this woman's lines in the movie because she has a bad voice oh. and it's like they just got to I think it's singing in the rain where they just that. got talking movies and no this is like a storyline in the movie um and that and I think it was I think one of the reasons why that movie was kind of iconic is because they started to make fun of that that, that overdub yeah because it was like no, we can't have this woman sound like this. I have to go back and watch it and laugh. I think it is from Singing in the Rain. It probably is. Yeah. And a lot of the older movies that were originally in black and white and later were made Technicolor, they look strange to me. Yeah. They look very... I don't think... Yeah, I see why that was interesting at the time. They were excited about it. Right. Kind of like Blu-ray. That's it. <laughs> yes. Like, I was like, literally... nobody... <laughs> What was that? Like, why did that even need to happen? I was going to draw the same comparison to, uh, you know, making movies 3D. Oh, yeah. Like, when that's kind of like a thing that people are excited about, but like, it's like pointless. And if things weren't shot that way, like, you can shoot a movie in 3D and it'll look pretty impressive without you having to do the glasses. uh, You still have have to to wear glasses, but there's a difference. Like, you cannot shoot a movie in 3D and then make it quote-unquote 3d afterwards and it looks like shit like it's a waste of whatever your money was but sometimes people use cameras that they can actually shoot it in 3d and it's a lot more impressive uh i think avatar was like that like a lot of the stuff they designed it to be viewed in 3d so that was kind of why it took off a little more but it's similar to me that you know if you're making a movie that wasn't 3d into something that's supposed to be it's not gonna look good See, it's I have the a same co- way I have with technicolor the old person in me has never liked 3d i i always felt like what is it with people needing to feel like they are in the fucking movie that's really why funny. can't they just watch and appreciate the movie that's why really do I need funny. to be in it that you is know? An, an old angle on it, it. Is. it's like did you see black mirror Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah, I've seen. I all hope of it. I'm not spoiling it. But like the one where uh, it's a video game. Yes, in the third yeah, season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like is that our goal? Like, are we trying to immerse ourselves in our art to the point, you know, our digital art that where I feel like that's a borderline of insanity. Like your brain, you know, like you're you're tapping into way too many sensory neurons or whatever. That's really. And your brain might be like, I don't know what's real anymore. That's really interesting because how do we even understand that, you know, how do our brains understand yeah, that concept? it's like, what? It kind of is the difference between insanity and sanity, that's right? That's what I mean. Wow, I feel like the brain that's really is a interesting. very delicate, like, thing and you keep messing with it, it's going to be confused and you're going to wear these Google glasses one day and lose your fucking mind. That is really interesting. You know? I think there's something to that because I do think that a lot, I mean... Uh, I've had people in here from a theater company before who talk about that one of their main goals is to make more immersive theater. And I get it because <laughs> it's like yeah, you have to find a way to keep people wanting to see your shows. Right. You know, So you're just always trying to evolve and speak to something that you think will be interesting. And that's a big one. People like doing that. Asleep No More in New York, yeah. that was immersive. Like, I, I think it's too many bells and whistles 
And I think we're losing sight of stories are enough. A good story is enough. You know? I actually, yeah, Our, almost like, entirely think about agree it. Think you. about it like before we had all the, like, these modern um, civilization things, people still gathered and told stories. Sure. And they were fucking entertained. Yeah. I think if, if you fi- find a way to tell it, not that you can't enhance storytelling through immersive things sure. and digital arts. I think it's cool. I'm not that much of an old fart where y- I'm like, you're not going to be like, no, no digital just arts cool. put a person I- on stage with lights. Yeah. <laughs> right. But I feel like we are approaching an age where people are going to be watching virtual reality theater and it's going to be so removed from having it be like a humanity arts, you know, cause theater is so much performance art is such a humanity arts where you feel connected to human beings. And if you remove the human aspect of it and it's all digital, that is really, really interesting. Like, yeah. I never really thought about it like how, that. How like desensitizing is that? Cause I really do think that that's, a pretty big wave in theater is like immersion and games and things like that. Uh, one of the biggest uh, productions that the house theater company has done recently was like this big escape room type show. Mm. And they had like actors and you went through this whole experience. And I think it's just everyone trying to find a way to keep people engaged. Yeah. Cause like you watch, you can watch Netflix whenever you want, but when can you put on a virtual reality helmet and be <laughs> in Netflix? You know, I want to be inside of my fiber optic cords. <laughs> right. You know, like yeah. I, did you see the lawnmower man? Uh, oh, it's a scene against an old, uh-uh. Oh my God. It's so I know what you're talking the, about, but the I've never synopsis seen it. is that, uh, the guy ends up inside of, technology basically okay it's like in there some weird wacky stephen king love it yes um but i feel like is that what we want are we so in love with or or obsessed with digital life right like i guess it's that man versus machine thing you know it's like we love it so much that we're going to succumb to it or I don't know. It's creepy to me. Also, when I was little, I watched a lot of Outer Limits and Twilight Zone. So don't yes, listen to me. That's <laughs> so, so funny. I'm always like totally digital attract. conspiracy theory and like. But I think I think there's something to that. I think there's something to live performance being almost more necessary now in a digital age than it used to be because you need a break. Yeah, I think you do. I think our brains were designed to like. <laughs> Uh, consume natural things like mm. perceive natural things organic things things that we can actually touch you know this five senses like really analog interaction it is so lacking I mean for, the, really ki- for the kids who grew up strictly digital they don't know a life outside of that I see how they gravitate towards um like they want to emote online immediately yes. before they process it in real time, mm. which I feel like is so dangerous. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine working with young people and having to deal with that. Because every or cause having kids. Cause I remember when I was young, you, you're so passionate. You feel emotion so deeply. And we were relegated to, you know, throwing it into our AIM away yeah. message and stuff like that. I actually, that. like, when I was in high school, I actually had, like, a diary that I would write heavy on. <laughs> like, if I was mad, <laughs> I 
<laughs> I <I'm> just <sighs> dig in. This is a long one. <laughs> that, you know, like that would be the equivalent to somebody going on it a is. Facebook rant or it something. It is. It is. And and I agree. It's dangerous. It's dangerous because you're crystallizing that moment of passion. Yes. When it, when it's so fleeting. Yes. It's so fleeting. The things I don't remember what I was angry about back then, and I think that's healthy oh, that I don't. Yes. You know, I, like, I found a little diary I had that I didn't. I had only filled out like ten pages of recently and one of them was from I was like 12 and my dad had just lost his job and I was so angry because I thought it meant we were going to have to move and everything I wrote was just I don't want to move I don't want to (laughs) move I think I was maybe even younger like 10 I don't want to move why did he do this Uh, you know I can't believe this I would give anything to have not spent my whole childhood in the same shithole town and because we didn't move but looking back i'm like why was i so mad about that why did i think but you needed to be mad about it at the time i mean we have our emotions we can't like help how we feel yeah about things i just feel um i just don't feel like uh the internet is my altar yeah Ooh, you know how some people treat it that way yeah yes like like it's this sacred holy altar that they must gush you know like they must spill all the and it's just not that for me for me it's it's i can't even get somebody to understand how weird it is and how foreign it is for me to want to emote on there like it's just not a i think it has to do i don't know what it has to do with maybe it's my old soul that's having an apprehension to it sure or I think yeah. it's and I, I just heard a stat recently that uh, last year Twitter or between this year and last year I guess uh, Twitter users were down by some like astronomical oh, really? percent like sixteen percent I want to say so people are getting tired of it and I think it's just people are logging off like I really do think that I mean I've logged off a lot more in the last few months than I did in the year before that like yeah. I just it's so it's overwhelming it's too really much. yes it's just too easy to pull up and just like scroll through a bunch of shit that I shouldn't care about. And it's it's like data dump in your brain, yeah. you yes. know? Like, it's just, I got real stuff going on in real time. Yeah. And I think part of the reason why I'm so disconnected is because I'm so busy and I mm. freelance a lot and I'm teaching and I'm with kids. And when you're working with kids, you have to be so present. Yes. I and don't it's have so time. much of your energy. Yeah, I don't, I don't even have time. You're not going to sit in your music class and, like, <laughs> right. you know, dick around on your phone no. while a bunch of kids are running around. That's... It's not even possible. Such an imperative thing to recognize. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That's so different, you know? Whereas if you're at a desk job, that's Yeah. I think those are the people who are more drawn into it because they're just at a desk all day. And it's so easy to just click open a new tab and get sucked into the click hole. Yeah. Absolutely. Like turning into... Guys, watch Lawnmower Man. That's where we're headed. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta make okay, it. Up. Yeah, you gotta watch it. Uh, it's an oldie. It's like a Stephen King oldie. And I was laughing. I think there's going to be an It remake. Mm-hmm. I, so I heard. Mm-hmm. And I and I thought that because I was at Six Flags with a group of friends the other couple weeks ago, and I saw this young guy reading It. 
<gasps> like a giant copy of it. Yeah. And I was like, what's this? You know, I'm just looking at him like, what is this young dude? Why is like, this kid reading, reading it? it? And I was like, somebody told me there's a remake. I was like, oh, uh, okay. That's why this kid's reading oh, it. Oh, that's why. <laughs> at first I got all like, like right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, because it's a remake. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. Yeah. The, the, the culture of Hollywood seems to be really uh, entrenched in recreating a story that already existed right now it feels weird to be old enough to see it happening (laughs) like within my lifetime yeah like seeing there what jumanji are you kidding me don't yeah this is real (laughs) i know a lot of people are pretty incensed about it you're obviously (laughs) upset i'm sorry to have to break this news to you uh so in the remake um jumanji is a video game (laughs) I'm upset. I'm sorry that I'm breaking all this news to you. They are just the chi- the kids who find the game <sighs> instead of like just having to go into the jungle as themselves. They have avatars. Oh god! So the avatars are like Jack Black and Kevin Hart and The Rock and of course uh, it's a star-studded cat. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It, like those are the three big. Na- I'm I'm gonna just, forget who the female um, actor is in it and it's people are gonna be mad at me it's not felicia day but it's like kind of a woman like that she's like got red hair and i think she was on doctor who but people are uh, i'm sorry it's not gonna come to me i just don't even yeah i yeah but we've lived long enough to see see that well the mummy just had a remake this year mommy like they just remade the mummy also like the brendan fraser mummy but with tom cruise instead as much as i love loved i should say seeing will smith back in the in movies and hollywood movies i don't want them to remake aladdin no uh, we're gonna keep seeing all those disney remakes because they keep making so they much have to money. make money i get it it's a business thing and this gen- and the newer generation they don't have a point of reference so they don't right know. right um they yeah. i tried to watch the beauty and the beast one and it was just weird it was just so, really weird. What I've been doing is when they've been making remakes that I don't like, I just delete it from my brain. So, like, <laughs> I forgot. I forgot. And as soon as you mentioned the Beauty and the Beast one, I was like, oh, yeah, that happened. But I had already like decided that it didn't so happen. So somebody might have already told you my about Jumanji. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so in my brain. Somebody told you about Jumanji like, and you and just then, decided just, like, Jumanji didn't happen. I just my head and just delete it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is not a fact that I approve of. Yeah, I tried <laughs> to watch it on a plane and... I fell asleep oh pretty quickly, God. and I was like, I don't regret Nobody falling asleep. Nobody wants to see a Beauty and the Beast remake. It's not. It's just weird. It's just, yeah. it's it's great how it is and, and should only exist as that. But I, I understand, like, for the newer gen, they need their yeah. version. Sure. They need, I guess. Yeah. I mean, there. I had a 12-year-old in here as a guest recently oh, yeah. as a member of that same theater company. And she, uh, so it's like three, you know, fully grown adults who like watched Beauty and the Beast when we were kids. And this 12 year old who was like, I liked the movie, you know? So that's why I have to like check my bias, my old curmudgeon bias. Right. Um, It's nice if it's helping kids be interested in something something they may not have come to yeah a story yeah it goes back to a great story telling a story a really good story that we all enjoy yeah um what are some of do you feel like you can cite some of your favorite like stories from as a kid that like just stick with you in your uh old soul (laughs) curmudgeon i'm so crazy i rewrote snow white as a kid and renamed it 
Ebony Black. Yes. Because <laughs> I yes. was not having it. Hell yes, you did. not having it. Yes. I was like, why? And I was so no. young. And it wasn't, I wasn't trying to be political or anything. Right. I was just like, why though? Like, why? Representation, man. Because it was so hitting you over the head. Like, who's the fairest of them all? Like, who's the, why does she have to be the most beautiful? Why can't you say one of yeah, you know who's right. one of the cutest or right. something. She is not the best, you know. Yeah. So I was. Just she like... looks pretty plain to me. <laughs> <laughs> she does, right? <laughs> she She's really just does. like a plain brunette. I now know, like I didn't know back then, that was like the first Disney princess that they released. That's as a right. Movie. And I don't know if you saw the viral. Uh, it's this viral uh, video of this little girl uh, in Snow White. Oh, I don't think girl. so. She's she looks black, but she might wait. Be, uh, I think I did see the this. little girl. Yes, and, uh, because she's Snow like White. smile for me. Yeah, yes, and the little girl's I just like trying to that. eat her mac and cheese. Yes, and yes, <laughs> and she's just like yes. not having it. Yes, and it made my day. It's the best. <laughs> it made it's so funny. Made my day. She is so determined. Also, Snow White. I don't think uh, kids know who she is. You don't think so. No, I mean I w- I well, wouldn't have a frame of reference because uh, their parents probably is I like yeah. Why should. would they show them that horrible movie? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's her, that song. You remember her song? It was the worst. Uh, is Someday will <laughs> come for me. It's the yes. worst princess yes. song. Yes, it's, it's bad. It's really bad. It's almost like when they. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> I don't know why. And then I'm still upset, Mary, but I'm still mad that the that one you... time Disney did a black princess, she was a fucking frog oh, for the whole movie. Yes. The whole what? movie. I was so excited about that. And then I saw it and I was like, but she's not. She doesn't even get to be in the movie. No. <laughs> No, where so, is she? So, so Disney, get it together. Listen up. We know we have the muses. We will always have them. I have the patent on Ebony Black. <laughs> you can't have it. We we know that uh, we'll always have those Hercules women, but we need more. But like, oh, we need a princess. <laughs> the stories I do like. Fa- I do like the the fairy tales, though. I, you know, as a kid, I enjoyed the. We had a. Uh, the real ones. We had a set of the, you know, the ones that are dark. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> like Grimm's fairy tales yeah, back yeah. when they were, the, you know, like the mermaid dies, yeah. <laughs> little mermaid, and like the witch's bony hand <laughs> stroked like, her like, cheek. There's always like, a death. Like, there's terrifying <laughs> shit. Death. In I mean, and even Disney is guilty of like there not being any parents ever. Right. It's yes. Just, it's just weird. Yeah. Fairy tales are really Mufasa. weird. Yeah, like, I I got into soon. once uh, upon a time. I got really nerdily into that show on ABC. <laughs> the twelve year old who did my podcast also loved was Once she, Upon a I Time. Was so into <laughs> it, and I'm not really. I don't get into shows really because I'm busy. I'm working most of the time. But that one I got really into. Anything it's just because so you you've always it. like really like that fairy tale thing. Yeah, I love and that. the period and the costumes, like the evil queen. I was so here for the. So evil there queen. really is like a thread yeah. through all this stuff. I love the evil queen so much. She's. Her whole her wardrobe is just so so on point. Yeah. Like I would just dress like that. That's pretty. Like, that kind of goes back to the the biggie mentality. I think. Yes, that's kind yes. of all the same thing. It is. I'll call you host. Well, um, yeah. <laughs> I I loved it, and I just love. Uh, 
I don't know. I even kind of like punky, punky fashion, like just because it's it's rebellious. Yeah, for sure. Um, and my mom makes fun of me because I have so many different black shirts. That's so funny. Like I have a. I'm, I, I was like, ironically, you, you are, can't see. I know. I'm wearing a black hoodie. She is currently and a wearing black dress. a black hoodie <laughs> over a black, black converse. <laughs> <laughs> I do not yeah, have as enough you were black talking, on. I was like, no. <laughs> I don't have enough black on. <laughs> and uh, so Matt Damon makes fun of me for that too. Because I'm really? always like, you can't wear white on stage. I say that every time. Like, you can't. So it's not funny. okay. That'll wash you out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I told him. Yeah. It's like I'm not having it. I mean, my skin gets washed out. Like if it's, if there's ever a, look right on a picture or a video of me taken where I'm on stage, I look awful. Doesn't Just because right. like this this does not show up well <laughs> on camera under lights. And white just like translucent it, skin. All the ba- the light it just bounces off in all the wrong way. Yeah. And yeah. It's unflattering. Yeah. Uh let's see. Is there anything else that you feel like you would be remiss to not speak to in this conversation? Oh, uh, yes. About being an old soul and feeling weird and kind of like odd and not accept it. Mm -hmm. Even when people think, oh, you know, she's just a badass and she doesn't care. It can be kind of alienating. Like, you do care. You are sent. It's like, you know, Eeyore has feelings. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like, so I do care. But also, though, I'm also... I don't know. It's weird when you're an actor and specifically when you're a comedic actor because I think there's a lot of pressure to have a persona yeah. that is universal sure. that people can latch on to mm-hmm. and feel like they see themselves in you. I mean, that's the same reason that you wanted to write Ebony Black. You right. Know? We just yeah, representation matters, representation. but I think compl- like diversity within diversity matters too. Yeah. Like being different even within your community is okay too yeah like you can be you know the turner classic earth kid loving chet baker listening to that couldn't be more unique yeah and it's so discouraging though in hollywood because they put a lot of people of color in a box it's now it's like a trope yeah tawny spoke Um, to that a little bit uh in the sense that um she felt like she feels like she gets called in for much different roles now with natural hair or with braids um, than she did when she, you know, was more in the, like, weave or wig world of things. And she said uh, that she basically can't ever get cast in something that already has a woman who has her her look. Like, quote, unquote, her look. Which is, they just mean natural hair, you know? It's so basic. It's it's so basic. Like, why are they so, like, narrow? Yeah. Narrow-minded It was really interesting to hear her speak to that in the same way that, you know, she was like, uh, she did a guest spot on, like, the Carmichael show, and she was like, there's a woman on that show who has, like, beautiful weave like she just is like this beautiful black woman with long straight yeah, black but hair that's what the look they want and that's what the series regular is gonna be you know that's still where we are in hollywood is yeah. like that's the series regular and i'm like the wacky guest I star know. yeah i i was talking to a friend about this um because i wear wigs i have like natural hair afro puff but i wear wigs and when I bought my my big, I call it the Hillary Banks wig. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. When I got the Hillary Banks wig, I started got I started getting sent out on so many more commercials, like being really? called in. That's how basic this industry is. It's like so. It doesn't surprise me. You know? I mean, it's frustrating to hear, but it doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. So. Just because that's 
that's, that's just it's because the people making the decisions are business people, not artists. Mm. You know, they're thinking about numbers and they're underestimating the intelligence of the public. That's really you interesting. Know what I'm saying they're they're deciding what the public might be okay with. Yeah. Without really thinking about what the public would be okay with. Yeah, right. Like they would be okay with a black woman rocking her hair, however. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I've yet to see a commercial where people just look like pe- everyday people that I see. Right. You know. Yeah. Wasn't so, it Shay did that commercial that where they used like a bunch of white women and oh, were like, oh my, my God. hair is so, so yes. bad. <laughs> I had to call my sister and be like, we can't use Shay anymore. I, <laughs> I had to call her like, we can't use Shay more. Strength. It was such a big thing it because is- it was so. It is like, so weird. Deaf. It yeah, was so it's very deaf. tone deaf and uh, culturally tone deaf. Right. Especially for a company that originally like couldn't be more the success yeah. rose on the backs of black women buying their products. Yes. So how are you gonna make a commercial with no about like, like a bunch of white, white women complaining women about the texture of their who hair? Never even had the same struggle with no. being accepted in society. No but no one ever was like, ugh. That white girl's hair is inappropriate for the work. Nobody was ever like never. That. Like like the only way that you can do that is if you really try. You yeah, know, yeah, if yeah. you cut your hair like <laughs> asymmetrically and color it I a mean, few different things. It's like if a white woman showed up gross. You know, right. that's the only way. Yeah. But it's not the same yes. thing. But it's not the same not at the same all. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, you'd really have to try to get that kind of comment. Whereas a black woman just wearing natural hair yeah, would it's a get... Yeah, sta- it's a statement in itself because it's defiance against societal norms right. and just, like, being you. It's a, Yeah, that's all. And it shouldn't be a political statement to be you, but unfortunately it is right. now. Like, and, if you're not... And so much of that, I'm sure, has to be wrapped up in, you know, like you said, finding your voice, like, who you are as a yeah. performer, diversity within diversity. I love Diversity that. within diversity. That's I what that. I really would like to see. Not just one. Hollywood is just so one track. Yeah. The, and and I'm v- very much about creating your own paths for yourself and just sticking to your guns and just, like, I'm just going to be me anyway, you yeah. know? Like, I, I kind of... I think that's the annoyance way <laughs> to I kind know. of bring that it's back so from the beginning of the conversation. Of, like, I so when I started teaching there, I was like, I'm already like regurgitating their like <laughs> foundational. Yeah. It's like I've been it's indoctrinated. It's weird. It is it's so weird. It's weird. I thought we're I was both original. Like, <laughs> I thought I was original. Then I found out I wasn't. <laughs> you know, we're both like, so like kind of ashamed. But I think it comes from really loving the being so hippie. The theater oh my and, god! And you could have saw me and, like after the first class, I was so like happy, really and, like mama bearish. You know, Aww. like oh my god, you guys, you're gonna be the best you. That's <laughs> I love that. I love that they have someone like you encouraging that, though. There was a collective awe at the end of my little speech. That is so cute. (laughs) So I think that's a good place to ask how does all of this feeling like you're an old soul influence you creatively and kind of your life in general? It makes me feel like... If there is something that that I'm interested in that ne- that might not necessarily be considered cool, that's okay, you know. Awesome. And it, it's so much pressure too, because you want, like I said, that universal appeal mm-hmm. is always there because you should, because you want to have mass appeal, and so especially just, with improv, yeah, you want to have things you're all on the same page about. When I did Shamilton, I was so it was the hard. First of all, is the hardest 
form of improv I've ever done. At, music improv, we're making up a historical. Uh, right, you just get a every. suggestion for of a historical figure. Is yeah. that all you get from the yeah. audience? Yeah, and a lot of times the audience would uh, shout out a pop cultural person, Oof. and I, I'm the person that doesn't know, but. Uh, but there were probably people that but you I knew better than others. It didn't matter. It didn't mm. matter that I didn't know. What ma- My brain is so quirky. I would just invent a story. Sure. What matters is that tell the story anyway. Sure. And so because I'm in, I can do that and I can play and just not be afraid to be a little different and weird, it, it didn't matter. It, it really didn't matter. And just letting go of the burden of feeling like you need to be accepted by a wide audience. Yeah. And just let let go of that. Like that's not a thing that you should be carrying around worried about. Like, yes, you just be you. There are a lot of people that don't know what's going on. There are a lot of people that have unpopular <laughs> opinions. Yes, they just don't say it because they don't feel like having an internet fight with the people who care. <laughs> yes. Like, you know, like, oh my God! So, I don't think anything has been said like more true. You know, like <laughs> I just let them be. That you know? is so like, funny. There are plenty of people who have unpopular opinions who just don't, don't express yeah. them because they don't feel like having this. And stick then up they for don't them. feel the need to validate their opinion. Yes. Like, why do I need to express it when I'm not trying to sway you? Like, yes. I will let you have your opinion about. Mm. You know, it's so weird to me. The most Man. entertaining thing about social media is watching people fight over stuff that doesn't matter. <laughs> like. <laughs> Like, it is like, I'll go get my, Mary Beth, I will, like, go get, like, a snack right. and just, like, read the Sit fight. <laughs> like, scroll. Yeah. Like, this yeah. is stupid. Sometimes I see people fighting over things that do matter, but I just don't understand why total strangers are fighting about it on the internet. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not, it, it I It's just like, why? I, I feel like. What do you um, get in your life from this? Especially in terms of. I don't think that uh, social media activism is ineffective, but I just think that that's not my ba- that's not my tool. Sure, my tool is more because I'm analog. I'm old right. school, so I, like working with the kids, doing that kind of work. That's my tool. That's yeah. my activism. That's just how. That's what feels innate. That feels natural to me. I think it's true. I'm not gonna be on the internet checking my notifications. I have an old phone and it runs pretty slow. I was gonna ask. And my battery. What kind of phone you have? Like I'm outside all day, and so my battery is usually always thirty percent, no matter what time of the day it is. And so I'm always trying to save it because in my mind, if my cell phone battery dies. I'm gonna die. Right. Like th- I don't know. Sure. Maybe that's some weird sci-fi. Like if you let your phone. Oh. Like, oh. My cell phone dies. I'm dead. Yeah. Um. I know that's dark. But plug in. <laughs> Lumware man. He's in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Um. Yeah. I just don't like. Arg- I don't think I've ever gotten into an argument online. In fact. I thought I really like asserted myself by deleting a person who was talking trash about Mariah on my wall. I was like, that is so funny. This is my wall. That is so funny. And you're like, no. Like, why are you doing this on my wall? No. This is what? What? I don't, I still to this don't understand why did he do that? Like, did he feel, I'm going to tell her about Mariah. No, you're not. No. You're not going to tell me about Mariah. I know how I feel about her. Yeah. Like, you're not going to change. I don't need to know how you feel. And in if, my space. And then if I'm making a joke with my friends and assuming that all of my curated audience on there are my friends, why would you feel the need to like... Insert yourself yeah. and be... It's yeah, really weird. What is that, man? There, There is such an internet mentality of like... Everybody feels like they need to have a platform. Yeah. But not on my wall, though. Not, not on, on my wall. <laughs> Do it on yours. 
my wall. That's what I will delete you. That's and, what we call subtweeting. And feel so good about it. I felt so good about. It. I deleted him, and it just felt like <laughs> that's I amazing. Have wiped you. I've done it with people just because I've been like. I don't need to see this anymore. Me Usually too. I will just unfollow it. Like I won't even I unfollow it because it's faster yeah. than going through the process of this. I'll just unfollow it. Yeah, I'm like, I don't need to see yeah, I don't this need person's to see stuff it. I do it every time. Yeah. I unfollow like 50 people a day. Sorry. It feels really good it though. It feels so good. Yeah. I don't. I think I'm just going to unfollow until there's like nothing left except for people that I already talked to anyway. You That's know what I mean? That's all I want to see. <laughs> <laughs> because I only, the only people I see on my feet are like all of Matt Damon. That's all it is. It's it's just like <laughs> Allison and you know, like everybody. It's it so it's funny. so like self-masturbatory. Like it's just like I, I get it. Like it, my friends like it. Yeah, but I mean, but that's it's, what it's for. I was gonna say, I think that's what social media should be for. And at some point, we just like thought it was supposed to be to tell strangers our opinions on stuff. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I don't. That that makes me so nervous. I can't. <laughs> I mean, acting and doing all this silly stuff on stage doesn't make me nervous, but speaking like, like, like I'm this Facebook politician. I don't. Oh, I, I don't, totally I get it. Don't do I, it. I don't say any. The only thing I ever do on Facebook now at this point is post episodes of this show. Yeah. So when I do that, I think to myself, I'm like, man, I never post on Facebook. But if people wanted to, they could listen to me talk for an hour and a yeah. half to someone and that's about way more. Yeah, right. I've said it's... some things that are probably gonna get my name jobs <laughs> next. <laughs> but it's kidding. so intimate, and it's so like you know, it's like you said, we're losing spaces to be able to like have, have these interactions. interactions. And, and even uh, podcasts are more intimate than just looking at a feed. I think so too, and that's. That's why, that's how I like justify keeping myself weirdly grounded. No, this is cool. This is my dream, Mary Beth. Oh. This is, uh, yeah, you're killing it. I'm so glad that you did it with um, me. It's me too. Been a delight. Even though I was apprehensive because I'm, I'm a little pretend shy. Yeah. Not really shy. Then I get on stage and Eartha Kit and up and people are like, where did that come from? But that's There's where I difference. extrovert. I extrovert yeah. on stage and off stage I'm just like... Okay. Yeah. Like Edward Scissorhands <laughs> off stage. Uh, well, thank you again so much for doing this. Thank you for having it's me. It's been a true delight. Yes. <laughs> and uh, we'll have to, you know, watch some TCM after this or yeah. something. Yeah. TCM it up. <laughs> thank you so much. All I right. love you and I mean that. I love you too. <laughs> Baby, how you feeling? This has been a Nerdalogs production. If you'd like to help make more things like this, please visit patreon.com slash nerdalogs to donate today. And go to www.nerdalogs.com for more cool stuff. Thanks for being awesome. Thank you all. Thank you all. I am Grabbot23548X.